The Apostle Shaul writes in Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 10 about the spiritual life and he says to the mainly Gentile congregation, you were dead but now. So let's read it together. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the children of disobedience, amongst whom we all once lived, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Messiah. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places, in Messiah Yeshua, so that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us, in Messiah Yeshua. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Messiah Yeshua for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Apostle Shaul, the Apostle Paul, spelled out the spiritual blessings in chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And in the remainder of the chapter, of chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, he prays for the Ephesians, and we won't deal with that, we don't have that much time at the moment, but he prays for them that they may walk in that. Now here he continues that theme of walking. And so chapter 2 starts off rather startling. Uh, when we read it as if the, for the first time, listen to these words as if you've never heard it before. You are all dead. Well, well hang on, I, I, I'm alive. I'm, hang on, what, what do you mean I'm dead? You can feel yourself responding, and so too the Ephesians back then would have responded. This is almost a step in the heart. What do you mean I'm dead? In my natural state, I was born alive, but spiritually, I was born dead. Dead men do walk. You see, the background is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, which tells us that Mankind was made in the image of the living God. So all things that he created was made alive for him. Sorry, not all things, but we were created and we became alive in him because he breathed the breath of life, Genesis 2, 7, in us. We, like God, therefore, were to be like him. In other words, living forever. Yet due to our trespass, Genesis 3, verses 6 to 7, we died. God said that we would die. Now, we didn't die physically, but we did become separated from God at that time. 
that separation biblically is death when we are separated from god and so the moment we were separated from god and that's why symbolically we're thrown out of the garden of eden we are separated from god at that point we become dead we are spiritually dead though physically alive so paul here when he writes that you were dead in trespasses he's saying to the ephesians those who come out of the world you were dead because of the trespasses and because of the sins in which you once walked the, the you there is in the plural in which ye once walked and it's not just the gentiles that walked in it we jews too walked in this we were all born physically alive but spiritually dead therefore we were children of wrath because our flesh was against god we had followed the way of the serpent who deceived us now god places two cherubim to block our presence to him and so we no longer have a living spirit within us but we are dead it is only when we are in messiah that the spirit that breathes life in us is placed back in us romans 8 10 but if messiah is in you although the body is dead because of sin the spirit is now alive because of his righteousness and so there is a reversal we are in a sense dying but spiritually now we've become alive now paul is writing primarily to the ephesians he says plural you ephesians and that would have included some messianic jews you were dead in the past dead in our trespasses our trespasses are our intentional disobedience to god it is the willful sinning the word sin means to miss the mark so we both missed the mark we missed what god had told us to aim at by a country mile but not only that we deliberately sinned we intentionally were disobedient to the will of god just like adam and eve so the mark that god had said we missed and we deliberately went our own way and so we were dead to god now, i became a believer in messiah yeshua well into my 20s and so for a number of years more than two decades i was dead now no matter how the dead cannot be cured and they cannot be brought back to life when they've been dead that long what we need is god who raises up back from the dead and so spiritually that's what happened when i became a believer and when you became a believer in messiah yeshua at that point we became alive to him when we started following god it wasn't we who breathed life in us but he did and so from time to time we need to remember that that we were dead and we had no goodness within us sometimes we hear people say that ah, he's a good person or she's a good person but biblically we were wicked from genesis all the way to revelation mankind is in opposition to god there is nothing good in me let's be honest 
we were following the course of this world, which is opposition to God, John 7, 7. We were following the prince of the power of the air. That's the God of this world who blinded us, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. That is Satan. We were indulging the flesh. I don't think that needs any explanation, but Philippians 3, verses 2 to 10, or Romans chapters 2 and 3. And this is not just a Gentile issue, this is a Jewish issue. 1 Peter 2, verses 11 and 12. Both of us had the spirit of disobedience within us, and therefore we were children of disobedience and children of wrath. The natural man will follow the prince of the power of the air, always, because it is so much easier to follow him. We were always children of disobedience, because we like to, we want to. It is about us rather than about being obedient. And therefore, instead of being under the wrath of God, we need to des desire and, and request from God His mercy and obtain His mercy. Not because what we have done, because we have done the opposite. And so God can then bring us back to life. And that's what He says. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love. You see, God loved us. And that's why he sent Yeshua to die on our behalf. Not because we were good. And note in verses 4 to 7, he says three things. We were made alive. We were raised up with Messiah. We were seated with Messiah. Even though... We deserve death. He made us alive. He sent his son to die for us. Yeshua, who died on the cross. The most shameful death at the time. In Colossians 2, 13-15, he says, And you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made alive together with him, having forgiven us our trespasses cancelling the record of debt that stood against us. That's our personal sins. And with its legal demands. That's the Torah, the rules that he had set up. Even they were against us. God's holy law. Second half of verse 14. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. It is God who set aside the legal demands of the Torah. That would request, no, that would require my death. And he nailed it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by, trying, by triumphing over them. God made us alive spiritually because he cancelled our debt, our personal sin. And the legal demands of the Torah, he set aside that which was against me. Therefore, I should have been punished with death. And he cancelled these and disarmed the rulers. That would have been Satan and his hordes and put them to shame, saying, Grace triumphs over them. So how did we get saved? By grace. We've been saved through faith. This is not of ourselves. This is the gift of God. Not what I did, so that no one can boast, but what he has done. 
in verse 5, he made us alive together with Messiah. That is talking about the resurrection, Romans 4, 24 and 25. It will be counted to us who believe in him who raised up from the dead, Yeshua, our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Uh, see also 1 Corinthians 15, 16 to 17. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 16 and 17. Then he says he raised us up. That's the ascension. In John 14, 2, it says that Yeshua went to heaven to the Father to prepare a place for us. So we've been made alive. We've been resurrected with him. He's raised us up in the ascension. He's prepared a place for us. And he's currently there so that we may come there too one day. And he seated us in heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua. That's the exaltation. Indicating that the work that he's done is finished. He is seated, not just here on earth, but in heaven. There are two relevant aspects here. This relates to his priesthood, as we see in Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things, and yet without sin. Let us therefore draw near with uh, confidence to the throne of God, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He is seated on the throne of heaven, and we can now approach him because we are in him. Because we are in him, we've been resurrected spiritually. We've ascended with him, if we are in him, so that one day we may take our place underneath him. And we've been part of the exaltation, seated with him in heavenly places. And we can do that with confidence because we may receive mercy and grace. His kingdom will have no end. Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 to 14 talks about that when he says that he saw night visions. Behold, with the clouds from heaven there came one like the Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, God himself, and presented, was presented before him. And he was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So he's both a high priest in heaven, and he is in heaven now to start up his kingdom. It's a physical kingdom that is coming, the kingdom that was promised way back in Genesis and all the way through to Revelation. It is a physical kingdom, uh, often called the millennial kingdom. A, a better term might be the messianic kingdom. Now Israel rejected that kingdom because they followed their own sin. They rejected Messiah Yeshua because he didn't accept their theology. But we need to do that the other way around. We need to accept God's theology, God's insight, God's grace, God's mercy, rather than our own. Our own stinking thinking won't get us to heaven. Our own works will not get us to heaven. 
we need to rely on the grace and mercy that he will provide at a time of need to come to his kingdom, a permanent kingdom. And within this kingdom, Revelation 1.6, he has made us rulers and priests, or kings and priests, unto God and his Father, and to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we don't just come to the eternal kingdom to just sit there on cloud nine and play harp. No, we have been given that dominion that Adam was promised back in Genesis here. And not only are we to be rulers, we are to be ministering, we are to be priests. The priesthood was there for already once and will continue to be. Just as Yeshua was brought back to life in the tomb, so too we were raised up when we were dead. He was ascended to the Father and seated in heavenly places because he finished his work. So too we will be made alive with him. When the trumpet calls, we will be called up with him. And we too will be seated with him in that place. So currently it's a positional truth. It's not yet a reality, but we look forward to that day. So that, as verse 7 says, in the ages to come, he might show his surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards those of Messiah Yeshua. This is yet to be fulfilled. There is a past, present, and future. We sinned. Yet the promises of God remain true. We walked away, yet he remains faithful. And so he will fulfill what he has promised. And therefore, it is surpassing riches of his grace towards us in Messiah Yeshua. He will fulfill all the promises that he's made in the millennial kingdom or the messianic kingdom. And in the eternal order after that. This is the blessing that awaits us. Then verse 5, he then says, by grace you've been saved. Now, some translations state that this is in italics and it indicates uh, it, it might not have been in the oldest manuscripts. So I, I will have no problem with that. But Abraham was saved by faith, not by works. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, Genesis 15:6. People have always been saved by faith, uh, through grace. It's never been by works. Yet when we talk to Jews or to Gentiles and we say, hey, uh, how about God? Uh, do you want to know God? Do you want to accept his salvation? They often say, yeah, I've been bar mitzvah, or I keep the Ten Commandments, or I give charity, I live a moral life, I go to synagogue, or Gentiles would say, I've been baptized, I follow the commandments, I give to charity, I live a moral life, I go to church. I, 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 I am, I have, I do, I, 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 but not so with God. By grace, the grace of God, you have been saved not by your own doing. It is the gift of God. We can ask that God will extend his grace to us. We need more of it. But this is done so that no one can boast. No one. 
the word workmanship is the Greek word poinoima. Poiema. Poiema. Uh, you'll forgive my Greek. And from this we get the English word poem. Ironside, uh, Harry Ironside, in the Heavenlies, uh, a book that he wrote on Ephesians, uh, practical exposition addressing on the epistle to the Hebrews, he writes this, and I quote, God, sorry, and I quote, creation is God's first poem, but redemption is his second poem, and you and I, who are saved, constitute the syllables in God's great poem of redemption. Everyone is set in the right place by God himself. We are his workmanship, and therefore all credit is to him, for he has done it all through his son. End of quote. We are his workmanship. We are his poetry. God has written two great poems, creation, redemption. And we are part of that syllable. And together we form one body. Note also the way he writes this, uh, the Apostle Paul. We are created in Messiah Yeshua unto good works. In verse 10. Uh, he's already told us that we are not saved by good works. But now he says we must not ignore to do good works. For the purpose to show the world that we are saved. Uh, James in chapter 2 verses 14 to 26 uh, writes the same thing. Uh, Martin Luther hated James. Uh, Faith apart from works is dead. James never says we are saved by good works. Note that in the context of James he says brothers. He's writing to believers. So he's not saying we're saved by faith. No, we're always saved by grace through faith, not the other way around. Friends, we were dead in our trespasses. We've been made alive because of what Messiah has done. We are raised up with Messiah, so we're justified by him and in him. Our trespasses and our sins are forgiven. Because he is our high priest in heaven who cleansed our sins by his sacrifice. And now we are seated with Messiah. And so we should do our good works to minister on his behalf. Because we've been called to be ministers on his behalf. Saved by grace, not our own works. We are to be a living display of poetry, of God's mercy and grace to this world that is dying. And just as God blew life into us, he can blow life into them. For he poured grace upon grace so that we might believe, so that we might believe and we might live in him, so too he can and will do this for others. Friends, let us share the message that God has made us alive because of what Messiah has done. Selah.